If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Living Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. The 4 o'clock hour on draft day is upon us. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Casey Kurtz with you. Brent Martineau on TV as we speak. CBS 47 and Fox 30 giving the people a lowdown on Action News Jacks about the draft couple hours to go then we got overtime full draft coverage and then you can hear the draft tonight right here on espn 690 if you're not going to be able to watch it on tv watch the special on cbs 47 and fox 30 if you're working if you're in your car tune on turn on 690 and you can hear the draft if you're looking for the jumbo shrimp that'll be on our facebook page so we got you covered everywhere you want to listen the shrimp the draft we got you covered tonight right here on ESPN 690. Right now, a couple days ago, Brent Marno sat down with the franchise quarterback of the Jacksonville Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence. That conversation has slowly made its way out. Right now, we're going to play you that entire conversation. If you're on the stream, you can see Trevor Lawrence, see the conversation happening. If you're here on the radio, we appreciate you as well. But that conversation between Trevor Lawrence and Brent Martineau comes up right now. I think it. I mean, I think it's already started in a lot of ways. Just, you know, when that when that season's over, obviously you take some time off and you kind of collect yourself and get ready to go again. But um, yeah, I think it starts right when you start getting back to work, workouts, throwing, studying, whatever that is. It starts kind of right when you get going again, which is for me, it was like three weeks after. It took three weeks off and then got back rolling. So officially, I think it's like kind of starting now because we got. The whole staff is in place. We picked up, you know, did the free agency thing and have some great new guys. And then also to go with the guys that we already have here. And then now the draft is coming up, but we're starting to work on everything together now, starting on Monday. So that was good just to get everybody back in the building, get on the same page and start to learn everything uh, will be big and just do that as quickly as possible so we can start getting you know getting to work against each other you gotta learn again too right i mean yeah how hard is that i mean we always say you go back in time and you see guys like alex smith who had so many different coordinators and playbooks and all yeah. that stuff i mean is it really a challenge obviously it's a challenge like you know in a perfect world you get to just learn one thing and use that every year and just master it more and more and build that relationship and get you know all the little details as you learn more and more and you have that relationship with coordinators coaches players you can do more and so that's obviously that would be great but the situation last year wasn't really real wasn't really an option so where we're at now um it's it's easier than learning everything for the first time like last year at this at this point my head was definitely spinning a little bit because not not many things carried over from college but now i've learned one nfl system and now learning another a lot of things carry over so you you just have to learn the new names and how you do things a little bit differently, but as far as the concepts, the protections, all those things are pretty similar. You just call them different things. So learning that is is still a little bit of a challenge, but a lot easier than last year. So I like like where we're at right now, and we have plenty of time. So I'm excited. 
We've seen a lot of guys over the years have to go work on the fundamentals, whether it's, you know, I don't know, release or anything. Mm -hmm. like, we haven't heard that as much with you. I mean, do you work on the fundamentals part? Was there something that stuck out last year for me that maybe you weren't as sharp as you thought you could be and you're fine-tuning? Or yeah. is, do you work on different things because you feel like your tools are pretty powerful? No, I think that's always a big part. No matter who you are, it's working on those fundamentals, whether it's footwork, your throwing motion, whatever it is. And, you know, I spent some time out in California working with some guys out there just on mechanics and how to use your whole body and take some pressure off your arm and also how to, you know, get your arm a little stronger. All those things I worked on and I think it helped me a lot and taking those things back with me now and having the little sound bites in my head of things to help me I guess stay polished and stay smooth and make sure my mechanics are always in sync and that, that helped me a lot and then always footwork last year as the year goes on it kind of you see it gets a little bit sloppy as you know every game so just trying to polish that up to where this year I feel like I'm very clean and have my feet under me and have that base like that's that's a big thing for me you're watching this organization spend a lot of money and a lot of it's to help you uh, receiver-wise from Kirk to Jones to Ingram and, mm -hmm. and up front with Sheriff. Yep. What, was that fun to watch? It's great. You know, uh, it was really – obviously, I'm still, like, learning how everything works, but knowing free agency's coming up, you're always interested what's going to happen and, um, you know, who you're going to get, who you're going to be able to get. You see big names that – supposed to be free agents and they get tagged or whatever and you're like oh that guy's gone but just seeing the guys that we got and talking to them and now I know them and spend some time with them I really like one I think they're all high character guys that, that do things the right way and being able to throw with them the past couple of days you can just tell hard workers really smart um, they, just, they just do it the right way so I'm excited to be around guys like that and then just t they're talented too so that'll help us a lot give us some more some more weapons um, to go along with the guys that we already have also you know we re-signed Tread who was great last year helped us a lot so all those guys the guys that I'm familiar with being able to build on that and then you know start to build chemistry with the new guys is going to be great and then obviously like you said Brandon up front will, will be awesome so how much uh, is it on you to make those guys better like how much do you put on yourself there yeah you look at a guy like christian kirk he's obviously trying to he's done well he's trying to hit a new level yeah. in his career how much can you help with that i mean obviously uh, i can help a ton with that just that relationship between a quarterback and receiver is huge and the ones that are the best that are whatever have the most yards both ways and touchdowns have the best relationship and the I guess the chemistry is there. You know exactly where they're going to be, what they're going to do. And really just got to build that over time. You're not going to get it overnight and just spending that time together. So, yeah, I'd say a lot of that is on me and um, it's on them as well. It's, it's kind of even. You just have to spend the time together and really talk through things. And um, that's what this time is for right now. And then we'll have, we'll have this and then we'll have all the camp. So we got plenty of time to do it. Obviously, as the season goes on, you build more and more. And every week it can change. But... Um, that's something that we're looking forward to and you got to have if you're going to have a really good really good offense what bothered you more about last year 12 touchdowns or 17 picks oh man i hate i hate turning the ball over so i'd say 17 picks obviously you know that's not great for an offense to only have 12 passing touchdowns so in order to win in this league you're going to need more than that you need more expo explosive plays all that so i'd say that both bother me um at the end of the day it's not about stats for me but to a certain point, you know, if you're if you're playing well and your team's playing really well, your the numbers are gonna 
back that up for the most part. So um, it is what it is. Didn't have a great year. Had a few good games and a lot, lot of bad games and some bad plays, some good plays. And you just take it all into consideration and you, you learn from it and really just use that for this next year and to have a great year. And, I, you know, that's kind of in the past. Obviously, I use the things I learned. You have to because that's, that's why it happened. You know, you got to learn from it. But, um, yeah, I'm just I, I know what I can do. I got a lot of confidence in, in the player I am and really just putting in the work and spending the time with the guys and making sure everybody's ready. How good would the book be if you wrote one about last year? <laughs> Gosh, I mean, it, it would be it'd be a good one. It would be um, like I, I've said this before. We had a lot of challenges, um, especially as a rookie, like a lot of challenges to face that aren't aren't expected necessarily. And you know, I feel like the way myself, like I handled that, but also the team, really will prepare us for this year. I mean, I don't think it's going to be as as challenging in the same way. So even if you know we lose a game, we lose a couple games in a row, whatever that looks like, we know how to handle that. You know, like last year was rough. You only win three games. You know how to. We know how to handle losing now. So we really now got to turn the corner, figure out how to win, and, and do it consistently. And I think Coach Peterson brings that confidence and that attitude, and he's already done it. He's proven himself. He's proven his system, and we're all just excited to just jump on board and, and take this thing. You obviously weren't set up to succeed last year the way it all turned out, but do you think there's any scar tissue from that that might carry over? Are you concerned about that? Or do you kind of look at it like, hey, I overcame that, yeah. and now we can start rolling here, and, and I yeah. you know, be who I'm supposed to be? For sure. No, I look at it more as more of a positive, like you said. I mean, obviously, that's learned so much. That was the biggest thing. It was a learning year. Um, you look back, and you never want to... I guess waste a year as far as playing not great so I, I'm, I'm frustrated I guess more so that I didn't play better but at the same time like you said it was a tough year a lot of challenges that I couldn't control a lot of things that I could control though so you look at those and you see man as tough a year as it was like you go back and watch the tape and there's so many things I had out there so many throws I could have hit easy things just things that I know now where if I did that then, we still could have even had a better year. So those things you learn, things you can't control, you don't worry about them because you can't control them. So you just you just separate those. And then for me, is all I can control is how I work, you know, how I prepare, and just the, the work I put in with my teammates, and that's all you can do. big part of that would be Doug Peterson. Uh, what's it like so far? I know it's very small time, minimal mm. time, but uh, first impressions, how good is that relationship going to be from your view and, and how important is it for it to be a good one? Yeah, I think it's going to be great. Um, just having a coach that played the position, one, so one that played it, and then two, a guy that's been a head coach in the NFL, he's had success, he's won a Super Bowl, um, he's really proven himself. So that's, you know, coming in, I think that makes it easier on everyone. I think no matter who we who we hired, we all would have bought in. But when it's a guy like Coach Peterson who won, I think just his demeanor he just brings a certain energy and calmness to to the group which is great i think we needed that and then two that's like i said proven himself he's a proven winner he's won a super bowl you know he's been there where, where we all want to get obviously we want to win a super bowl um he's done that so he knows how to get there so knowing that you have a lot of confidence in him and just the things he's implementing you just are everybody's on board and really excited to get this thing going go back a year ago um that draft moment where they couldn't find your phone number. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think you, your quote was like, I was anxious. <laughs> yeah. Was that a long wait? Yeah, it was, it was a long wait for sure. You know, I, 
I figured it wouldn't happen right away anyways, but then the clock's ticking and we're past like the halfway mark. I'm like, dang, they still haven't called me. So I was kind of wondering what was going on. I got really bad cell service at my old house in college. So that was it. You're, a lot of guys are about to go through this. Uh -huh. um, what do you give them advice? Have people called and asked about what this process is? Maybe it's the quarterbacks, the pickets, Malik Willis's, whoever. Um, what do you tell them about what you kind of went through last year as the number one overall pick? Yeah, I mean, I haven't talked to a lot of guys um, necessarily that are, that are quarterbacks in my position that are coming out this year. I haven't really talked to many of those guys. Um, I mean, I would just say, if I wasn't giving advice, just at the end of the day, you can't, you can't control. I mean, you're just sitting there waiting. You can't control where you're going to go, uh, what pick it is, how high or low it is, whatever that, whatever that is, which city you're going to go to. All you can control is what you do when you get there. So not to worry about where you're going to be at the end of the day, it's it's all going to work out how it's going to work out, and you can only control yourself. So I would say just bring that attitude and then earn the respect of your teammates. That's, the I think, the most important thing when you go somewhere is you got to earn that respect. And these guys have been playing for three, four, five, six, ten years, uh, and you're coming in as a rookie. you got to kind of earn that respect and build those relationships. How, how much did you need a breather just because of that whole cycle? Forget about what happened last year. Yeah. You don't get a break. For sure. Right? Yeah, it was two years straight pretty much of just either playing or preparing or trying to learn something new or recovering from surgery, whatever it was, you know, a lot of things that were that were tough and just trying to stay locked in for almost two years straight was not the easiest thing. So um, having that breather for a couple months was great and being able to then slowly start getting back into working out at my own pace and get your body right. Get, I took three weeks off to get healthy, mentally, physically, all those things. And then you can really do it how you want to. And you can plan your off season and you can work on the things you want to work on. Um, and then now you get to bring those things in when we all get together and build on that as a team. Uh, who do you lean on the most about discussing your rookie year? Was it, some, was it a teammate? Was it somebody in the family? Was it maybe like a guy like fellow Zach Wilson or somebody like that? Yeah, I mean... Obviously, like my wife, I mean, we talk about everything, so that's a that's a big one. Um, obviously, she's not in the locker room, so there's there's some things that you got to explain a lot to get to that point because she's not there with you every day. But just the the hard things, obviously, she's a big part of, and she supports me, and she was great through it all. A lot of ups and downs G gave me great perspective, you know, when sometimes you kind of start feeling sorry for yourself, and then she always brought me back down really quick. So she's she's great, and then but I'd say teammates. For sure, just teammates that you're around every day. You're going through it together. Obviously, things aren't going great. Everybody can see that. But just having that support of, you know, whether it's Marvin or DJ, LaVisca, CJ, all these different guys that were here and a lot of other guys, too, you're all in it together. You're experiencing the same thing every day, and it's it's great to be able to have those guys close to you that you can lean on. All right, lightning round, two more. Uh, high school, we do this high school memory, so I'm going to get it now mm -hmm. about the fall. Is there a one? Oh, high school I mean, memory. Yeah. High school. So I imagine it's tough to pick one. But uh, you yeah, have one that jumps out. It's a snapshot of the high school football day. Yeah, I would say um, besides, I got, I'd say the state championship my, my sophomore year. First one, first like big championship I've won. Obviously you win some stuff when you're younger, but like first, you know, state championship's like a big deal. It's all, all your buddies that you grew up with get to win that together. That was special. And then I'd, I'd say the other one besides those, would be, we played Bartram Trail, actually, who's close to here. We played them on ESPN my senior year, 
Um, had a big like lightning delay, ended up starting like 9 p.m. and I think beat them by like a couple points at the end of the game. So that's a cool memory that I'll always remember. Just coming to high school, then finishing my senior year, playing on ESPN, something you never would think about doing. And we were able to get to that point where we were, you know, getting to play on national television. Like that was cool. Uh, that is my conversation with Trevor Lawrence. Uh, really fun to sit down with him for the first time since he got drafted. We're able to get him live on our noon show when he walked in here after the draft the day after. Uh, but since then, really, I had a chance because of the pandemic and, well, just a lot going on last year to sit down with the franchise quarterback. And, and you know it. We know it super mature likable young man and obviously a good football player the thing is can the jags get the best out of him can they put more around him can they utilize his talents we saw some moments last year for trevor lawrence what a big day this was a year ago when trevor lawrence and the anticipation how he's going to turn around the franchise all of those things was taking place we had those emotions and the feelings this number one overall pick doesn't come with that emotion but very few do come with the emotion of Trevor Lawrence in a franchise-saving, potentially, quarterback, it feels like, right? And he's that guy. He's got that ability. We have to see more. He's going to have to earn that. I think he says that. But uh, he's very forthright uh, with, with all of those things. And I do think Doug Peterson, to what Sarah Walsh said earlier today on our show, I think that is such a good match for Trevor Lawrence. They're even keel. Kind of laid back, good guys. I think this is just a better match. Uh, and quite frankly, I think you can make the case it wasn't a worse match for Trevor than Urban Meyer. Brent Bartno, Casey Kurtz. I do find that dynamic wild, Casey. I don't get the sense that Jacksonville, the fan base, or all the football pundits around the country have lost hope in Trevor. No, I uh, I don't feel that way. You know, I mean, I think now we all understand, well, as best as we can, what happened here last year with Urban Meyer and all that. So I think you're not going to give up on this guy from what he, what you saw in college, even in high school, like you referenced at the end of the interview. I mean, you've seen it for a very long time. So I think one not so great year is not going to throw people off of uh, the Trevor Lawrence hype train, if you will. Yeah, and I. So what are our expectations? What does he have to do now? Like, what makes us feel better about him? Because you can't have two years like this, right? I mean, you have to kind of push ahead. You can't go 12 touchdowns, 17 picks. You have to do something more. You have to win more games. You have to elevate people around him. We touched on all those those topics when I sat down with him in the conversation. But uh, what, do, what does it look like, Casey? I mean, is it wins or is it? maybe stats or is it both yeah i mean last year towards the end of the year uh when i was doing ot i would say i just want them to score points and lose because i still wanted them to have the good pick but i think the number one thing that i take out of the whole interview that you did was when you asked him what bothers him more the interceptions or the uh touchdowns and he he flat out said right away as soon as you asked the question like i hate to turn the ball over so i think for me what i expect is you know the wins Okay, I'd obviously love to have more of them, but I think what I can see from him and what he said and how I kind of feel about him is he's not going to turn the football over like he did last year. Were some of them his fault? Absolutely. He made some bad throws early in the season. But I think he's going to cut those back, and I think a win would be to get that ratio in a better spot and not turn the football over as much as he did. Yeah, I think uh, I think that's a good call, and I just think there's this confidence. And by the way, 
You know how you say, like, to Josh Allen, like, hey, I've seen it, ten and a half sacks. I see this, I see that. Like, I know we had some down years and some some uh, quiet times, but but we can buy into this and that. Well, Trevor, we did see it. We saw it in the last game, but we saw the moments, man. He made plays that quarterbacks around here haven't made. They don't have the skill set to make them. They don't have the talent to make them. They don't have the moxie to make them. That's not a knock on those guys. That's why this guy is so coveted, why he was so coveted. We saw that. But there's a thing I love about Trevor, and he said this in group settings too, but he said it with, with us when we sat down with him. And it was more... It's not even like a quote. It's more the feeling of how he said it. Like, listen, I know I'm good. I've got to play better, but I know I'm going to play better. Like, I'm good, and I can play well in this league. Like, I'm better than a lot of these people in the league. Like, he, he doesn't come across and exactly say it like that. Sure. But he'll hint around at things like it's like this quiet confidence instead of this brash confidence. And, and just answering the question straight up, being like, listen, I I know I can do this, and I know I can turn the franchise around, and I know we can win games. We can't have the disaster of last year. I can't turn it over. I can't make the mistakes I made. But that, that game you saw against Indianapolis, that play that you saw against Indianapolis, the other throws that you saw like early in the year, maybe against Houston, the touchdown, like that's me. And I got a lot of that left in my tank. Like, the confidence of that, I just don't know we felt that before. And uh, there's a sense about Trevor, and Austin would make fun of me, remember, every week. Oh, yeah. But when he, get, when he talks, you believe it. He makes you feel it. He makes you believe it. He makes you feel like everything's going to be okay in Jacksonville. Yeah. I don't remember a guy that's made us feel that way. I think we always hoped and wondered and, oh, go, boy, can he do it with blind faith? Trevor Lawrence, every time he talks, he, like, makes you feel like, hey, it is going to happen, and it's going to happen on my watch because I'm going to help him help it happen. So I don't think we've lost that feeling at all here in Jacksonville, and I think it's a fascinating uh, watch, Trevor Lawrence, in year two. We appreciate his time and uh, sitting down with Trevor. More of that coming up tonight on our TV special, 7 p.m. until 10 p.m. We've been playing a lot for you all week, but that was it in its entirety. And, uh, of course, you can listen to the draft right here on ESPN 690 as well. We'll take a break. We talk more football. Of course, it's draft day 2022. We're live at Jags headquarters on ESPN 690. I've always been Jermaine, you know, I've always been here, and I think, you know, uh, people are starting to catch on to that, and um, it's just one of those things where I hit the scene, you know, I've been there, but I got my opportunity last year, and, you know, I did what I did with it, you know, I wish we won more games, but, you know, it, it is what it is, but, you know, it's just awesome to, to be where I am right now, so, you know, shout out to everybody in my corner. Sounds like Jermaine Johnson to me, that is the Florida State pass rusher, what a terrific year. He had, you learned a lot of the his games, his games, and the Knowles games right here on ESPN 690. Brent Martin back at Jags headquarters. A lot happening, of course, as we build and build and kind of wait, but uh, we're not waiting here. We've got Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690 on the radio until 3 o'clock. Action Sports Shacks OT right after that with Casey Kurtz, Brian Middleton, ESPN 690. You can listen to the draft all night long and tomorrow night and Saturday as well. And on the TV side, I just did a 4 o'clock live shot. Be live at 5 and at 6 and at 6.30 and at 6.50, then 7 o'clock all the way to 10 o'clock. Wall-to-wall coverage. Flip on CBS 47, Fox 30 from 7 to 10. 
really fun. All Jags. The networks are not going to do that. They're going to talk the NFL draft. They're going to talk to Jags for about 12 minutes. We talk three hours of Jags tonight on CBS 47 and Fox 30 between 7 and 10. And then we'll recap everything for you on the newscast between 10 and 1130. It's a busy day. It's a fun day. Uh, and it can be another banner day in Jacksonville if they make the right selection. I think Jermaine Johnson's really interesting. I know, Casey, on Action Sports Jacks OT, like last week, you, the four people you put in your four that, that Trent Polky said we've narrowed it down, you tried to throw Jermaine J- Johnson in there. Yeah. Uh, and I don't hate it because, honestly, the way you were thinking is really the way I think. They're not getting an offensive lineman in my mind. So why not just say, okay, we're picking the best pass rushers. So easily, therefore, people could be Thibodeau, Johnson, uh, Walker, and Hutchinson. Like, I think that's actually a plausible scenario. Yeah, that's that's kind of the four that I kind of want to believe in my head, I think, because I think they've narrowed it down to they want to take a pass rusher. And then I would put Jermaine Johnson in that conversation. Um you know, watching FSU as closely as I did this year, just because of we, we are the official station, obviously, of FSU here in Jacksonville, but he just jumps off the page at you, a guy like Jermaine Johnson. And I'm not saying they should pick him at number one, but I fully believe he will be a top ten pick tonight. Uh, I, I think that's kind of gaining some steam. This guy's talented. He's a game wrecker. He wrecked the game for Florida State. He he made many plays that they almost won games because of. I say almost because then other things went wrong for FSU somewhere down the line. But this guy is explosive, and to the original point, yeah, I'd like to believe that those were the four and Jermaine Johnson at least was in consideration because I think he's going to have a nice career. Yeah, I think so too. And here's what I spin it as. Is that a sign that Trayvon Walker, once he gets away from all the clutter at Georgia, obviously they are unbelievable, but they have so many players in the scheme they run then wait a minute, what can Walker do when he's in a different system? When it a system that maybe features him? Because Jermaine Johnson did that. Like, And let's be honest, Florida State was just okay everywhere around him. Like, he did it on his own. Well, not just on his own, but he was the highlight guy, right? Yeah. So he carried them in a lot of respects. I kind of think of him, and I look at Walker, and I'm like, wait a minute now. I'm not trying to tell you that Georgia, they're holding people back, but they have so many players so many players that they can highlight in their defense to go make plays that maybe when you get some of these guys, you know, on a different team in a different scheme and they're the highlighted player like almost all the time, they could put up big name numbers like Jermaine Johnson. Yeah, I like I like the thought process you have there because Jermaine Johnson did prove it. He was incredible for Florida State after leaving Georgia. And you're probably right. I think it's just an embarrassment of riches that Georgia has right now almost at every position, including on the offensive side of the ball, but especially on defense, if you take some of those guys out, if if roles were reversed and Trevon Walker was the guy that left last year, then yeah, maybe that would have been different. So I think when that's something that we're going to want to believe at this point, because I think it's a foregone conclusion, he'll be the pick. So hopefully you're right on that, and I guess we'll find out. Yeah, I guess we will find out. Uh, got a humbling story to tell you about today. What you got? So I I did the morning shows, and then I had a little bit of time to kill, so I asked Steph, I was like, hey, you want to go grab something to eat up in, like, San Marco? Uh, I got to be back by, like, 11-ish. And so instead of just hanging out here and killing time, yeah, I was like, let's go uh, grab something to eat. So we grabbed something to eat at, like, Maple Street Biscuit there in San Marco. Okay. And uh, so then I'm leaving, and I go to Starbucks, of course. Yep, always. To grab a coffee. I think uh, that was, like, my sixth one by, like, 11 o'clock. Sounds and right. 
And so I'm walking out of Starbucks, and um, there were two ladies there. Some, I mean, older ladies, oh. I would call them. Not like elderly ladies, okay, but older ladies. Um, I don't know if a nice way to say that. It's probably not a very nice way to say it anyway. Just ladies, But I'm just trying probably. to paint a picture here, okay? Yep. Um, and so the, the one, one says, hey, can you take a picture? And so I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay. And then so the lady <laughs> says, hey, uh, the sun's over there, so you can take it over there. Well, maybe egotistical Brent that yes. sometimes people are like, hey, can you take a picture? Like, I thought she recognized me from the news. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> and so I'm like, wait a minute, she don't want to take a picture with me. They she just, wants me to take the picture. They just needed you to Marcel Robinson and snap some shots. Get out of our picture, sir. Who are you? It was awesome. Like, But here's the thing. I disguised it so well. Like, I never got to the point where they knew or thought that, like, she wanted to take a picture with me. Right. Okay. But, like, in my mind, I was like, oh, I really thought she wanted to take a picture with me. Like, I started to... Like, get in position to pose for a picture. That's so fantastic. <laughs> that is it so was, well done. It was, it, was, it was terrific. It was like, I mean, listen, I can walk down the street. Not everybody wants to take a picture with Brent Martineau. Like, that really does. It's not like I'm Trevor Lawrence and people are like, picture, 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 picture. That's true. But at times, you've, I've been on TV long enough in town especially, and this could have certainly been a TV news watcher. Uh, sure. And that's like I thought that's what was going on. So it was um, it was a humbling moment, but a funny moment. That is uh, and so by good. the way, I, I took really damn good pictures of the two of them. I'm glad. Uh, what did Steph say? Did you like? <laughs> no, she was gone. She uh. she was parked in a different area, so she didn't actually. If, if I haven't even told her, so if she's listening to the show, she's hearing it for the first time. So um, oh, it was so funny though. That's, <laughs> such so a great, great moment. It was such a great moment like that. I laughed at myself, but nobody else knew. <laughs> That's so good. That is so good. In, in your defense, though, I will say my favorite Brent Martineau moment of, of time so far was last year at the draft. I wasn't even working here yet. I worked in TV, but me and Amanda were at the draft party. And you ran across the field to get up to the set, I think, as the coverage was starting. And yes. I saw you running up the stairs uh, in, like, the, you know, the seats or whatever, and you took a selfie with a dude. Like, wow, you were in a hurry. I don't know if you remember that. But I, I clearly remember seeing that, and I was like, somebody just took a picture with Brent? So, in your defense, it does happen. People do want pictures with you. Well, it does happen, especially in this atmosphere, where there are Jags fans, they pay attention, they watch, and all that stuff. But um, that was, by the way, last year's coverage, which was so cool. It was fun. But we had two different sets from a TV standpoint. We were down on the field. Then we had to go hustle up to our main set for the 8 o'clock hour. That's what you saw. So we were like... We had, like, a three-minute commercial break, basically, to get from way down on the field, like, the north side of the end zone on the field to up on the, I would imagine, that's, like, the Bud Zone area, Terrace Suites area on the on the south side. And so uh, it was a little bit of a hustle, but we made it. And this year's a lot easier. We're doing the whole three hours right from Daly's place. Everything's a little bit more bottled up, and, and it's fine. It, it'll look good. So, um Anyway, had to share that story of so a good. humbling nature today. And, hey, I'm here for selfies if you need them. Oh, uh, both, by the way, I'm here for pictures if you want to take them with me. I'm here for pictures if you need me to take them of you. He can do both, folks. <laughs> he can do both. <laughs> I do appreciate the, the nice lady, though, that 
like she has no idea by the way still that like i i'm on tv for a living like she still does like she really had no clue like who i am even though i thought that she did know but i appreciate the fact that she knew she had to get in the right spot for the sun that's true that's a good call you know like yeah. i i do appreciate the folks now because for years i've yelled at people like anytime i see somebody with their phone like up vertically taking a picture i'm like what are you doing put it horizontally there you go right yeah. yeah because for tv we need it in in a horizontal fashion um and but now what's really messed that up is instagram is kind of more the vertical way right Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, TikTok as well. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's why people are. But for years, I was like, "What are you doing? Go sideways!" Like, we need it. We want the longer, the wider way of of doing the pictures. So, um, but now you got a little. Why are you putting that on Twitter? Video? You putting it on TV? You putting it on Instagram? You putting it on TikTok? I mean, why can't we just make it easy and all uniform? I agree with you, Brent. You know, I'm I know we're you. talking NFL draft. I'll give you one more pet peeve. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because this just brought it up, so like I, I'm I I like Apple. Like I'm an iPhone guy, okay. and I like Apple. I got Macs. I, I've always been an Apple guy. Right. And uh, but you know, like the golf carts now, they have chargers. Yes. Right. Yeah. Most every golf cart now, like the new golf carts, they all and most everybody gets new golf carts over the course of a few years. So if you go golfing this weekend, you use the Dream 18 card, you purchase it at ActionSportsX.Dream18.com, and you go there, and there'll be this little thing, and you won't notice it, but you got to like slide it. It looks like a almost like a ball marker shape. It's like a circular shape. You slide it, and you you put the USB cord in. Yes. And and you can charge your phone during your round. Very good. You should be able to. I actually think all stadiums should have chargers, like, on at their seats. I don't know why that isn't a thing yet. Yeah, I like that idea. Like, why doesn't that happen? Like, movie theaters should, and, and yeah, uh, well, maybe not movie theaters, because why are you going to be on your phone? Well, no, that's, the no theater, that's a perfect place to have it, because you're not on your phone. It can charge up, and then when you leave, you're full go. That's a good point. So, see, just everywhere you go should have chargers now. But, like, Apple... And the new phones, whatever one I have, 13, 1400, Stop whatever. Stop flexing it is, on the people, man. It's, they've got these lightning cords. Correct. So now, so the lightning cord doesn't work because you need the USB. Yeah. And like, if I'm carrying around my charger, it's got the lightning cord and it doesn't work in the USB. So, Apple, do we have to make things so hard? Like, now they want everybody to change to the lightning cord world. Like, we all adopted the, US, the UB, USB. Uh -huh. Everybody's got an iPhone, or most people. Yeah. And now they want us all to have lightning cords. Yep. That's how they get you. That's called corporate America, Brent. Yeah. That's how they get you. That's how, how they, they made me. all the phones. I spent a lot of money. You no, know, you literally told the people all the money you spent. I got the phones, the Macs, the watches. Yeah, no, we got you. The pencil. All I want to do is charge my phone and listen to music during a round of golf. That's it. Can't do it, Brent. Can't, Can't do, do it. it. Unless I bring my USB cord. Now I got to go dig in and remember to bring my USB cord. That ain't happening. Maybe what I'll do is put one in my golf bag. Just buy that'd an extra smart. one, yeah. I mean, Yeah, that'd be smart now. There you go. You figured that it is, out. Got, you know what? That whole segment that had nothing to do with the NFL draft was all worth it because I found a solution. No, it was, it was worth it when you told me that you thought you were taking pictures <laughs> with people and they said, no, no, sir, you're holding the camera. Who are you? <laughs> they did do that. Uh, all right, let's take a break. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. I promise we'll get back to football. Conversation with Sal Palantonio. 
Uh, if you missed my conversation with Trevor Lawrence, I think we're going to run it again, whether that's before the end of this show or maybe on uh, Action Sports Shack's OT with Casey Kurtz and Brian Middleton. But you'll be able to find it and uh, a lot more draft talk on the way. Uh, could we see a hiccup, something unplanned? What's going to stun us about tonight? You know something is going to happen that we're not predicting. What could that be for the Jags or for other teams? we talk more about it next. We're live at Jags headquarters, Draft Day 2022 on ESPN 690. I would prefer not to. I'd rather give up you know, a second and something else. Because uh, Deco Samuel is a really, really good player. He'd be their best player by far on offense. I don't think he's Tyreek Hill. I don't think he's a guy that if you line him up outside that you have to double team on every play, he would make them immeasurably better. Um, and I've traded for a player on the clock. It's hard to do. So you have to put some contingencies in there. And obviously, if you're the Jets, you want to have a sense of what the contract's going to be because um, that's going to be a big part of the conversation as well. So it'll be fascinating. And... Um, We'll see how it plays out. But if I'm the 49ers, if I can't get a deal done with Debo Samuel, I'm trading him because we saw what this whole notion, guys, of a hold in, not a hold out like Jalen Ramsey. And if I'm San Francisco, I don't want that distraction. So I'm cutting my losses if I can't get a deal done. That is Mike Tannenbaum allowed to play when Austin's not here. You do what you got to do, man. You know, got to sneak <laughs> it in when it's available. That is... Uh... From the uh, 33rd team. Did you see the tweet last night, by the way? I was, I, I mean, I guess I kind of made it a little bit of a something that probably didn't need to happen. Oh. Somebody from the 33rd team, they said, I'm hearing Trayvon Walker is going to be the pick in Jacksonville. Oh, I did see that. And I'm just like, dude, it's the day before the draft. He's the odds-on favorite. That's like saying I'm hearing Trevor Lawrence is going to be the pick. Yeah. And by the way, you can really narrow it down to, okay, it's Hutchinson or him. Like, flip a coin, man. Flip a coin, tweet about it, and then if it's not right, just make something up. <laughs> yeah, true. I mean, sure, we could all do it. No, I agree with you. Like, because here's the thing. I know, I guarantee, I'm, I'm just not, they didn't, they don't know. He doesn't know. Nobody's telling anybody. Except like, Ocho Cinco, but yes. These teams don't tell anybody, you know? It's like, it, it, it's just a farce. If they do tell them, then they're telling them because they want a smoke screen out there. Well, the Jags don't have to smoke screen anything. No. Yeah, no, not really. So, anyway, I just thought it was, let's find out. I mean, I, do what I, you got to do. But I'm just telling you, like, I don't believe that you found out from somebody in your source. Like, put enough source to go with it. Yeah, man. You know, do anything for likes. I saw that pop up when I was at the Iceman game, by the way. By the way, Iceman, three games to nothing. Go for the sweep tonight. By the way, that was a huge win for the Iceman. Massive win. Yeah. I told you yesterday they had to win one of these. Pressure would have been on them tonight. Now they, they really have not a lot of pressure on them. I mean, win one out of four, they don't want to go back to Atlanta. That's what the Yankees so said. So wrap it too, up right? tonight, right? Uh, What's that? I said that's what the Yankees said in 2004. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, no, I agree with you. It was, uh, it was a good, huge win for the Iceman. They played well. Um, physical, I'll tell you what, very physical. We were... Uh, at one point in the game, I was kind of like following the puck like most do at a hockey game. You watch who has the puck. And I look over and two dudes are laying on each other. I said, what are we doing over here? That's got to be a penalty. It ended up being. And it was kind of a cheap shot because dude from Atlanta was laying on top of our guy just beating the heck out of him. I said, we can't do it. That's a penalty for sure. But uh, the Iceman pulled it out. It, it was an exciting game down to the end. So um, shout out to the boys one more. 
I uh, appreciate the fact that you were over there. I like that. Yeah, man. I was out there. You know I enjoy the hockey. Um, Do it for the brand. You know what I'm saying? I wore the hat the as well, the ESPN 690 Action Sports Jacks hat. I had the, the guy that does security behind me. He asked me what it was. I said, radio, man. Check it out. So he may or may not be listening. If he is, appreciate you, sir. Appreciate yeah. your service for keeping people safe at the hockey game. But um, I was repping the brand. You know me. I had a baby. Appreciate that. And therefore, we uh, mentioned the Iceman as well. We, it's a tough day for the Iceman. I mean, I don't know what kind of crowd they're going to have. They're probably going to have six to 8,000 here. Does not mean they won't have six to 8,000 there. I mean, you can certainly do that. Not everybody's coming to the draft party. I did ask this question yesterday. I forget why it got brought up, too. I mean, maybe I just saw somebody said, hey, I'm taking out of work the next couple of days. But oh. is the draft something people take out of work for? Uh, like, Saturday's the big long day, right? So it's not yeah. like like that's – and you're already – most people aren't working. Um, but, yeah, you don't need to take today out of work. You're really going to go to bed tonight probably – I mean, shoot, you can go to bed at 9 o'clock if you want unless you're afraid something else might happen with the Jags. But you can go to bed by 11, 11.30, get up and go to work tomorrow, and then the draft starts tomorrow night and – go watch it again like i just wondered that like ncaa tournament and day after the super bowl i, I know the draft's a big deal and there are really some major diehard draft folks but i don't think a lot of people take out work for it yeah i don't think so either but i do want to address before we go any further did you see your replies to that tweet i, I saw some not all did you see the one uh, with the the ladies no Okay, so I'll tell you what happened. It went 0 to 100 in your uh, mentions real quick. You tweeted that out in the little poll. Um, yep. Somebody replied, I believe his name is Ty Tyler, but the tweet has since been deleted. Um, so, Tyler, if I'm putting your business out on the street, I'm super sorry about that, but you tweeted it. And he pretty much said he was in Vegas for a bachelor party and the draft. It was a mega weekend. I said, look at this guy. Good for him. Then it went to 100 real quick when... I did see that. Yeah. A... Uh, there was a stripper advertisement. Yeah, that's what it was. It was a stripper advertisement right in your uh, mentions, Brent. It popped up while I was doing OT last night. I spent five or six minutes on it because that is the most 0 to 100 reply of all time. They must have just been searching Bachelor Party Vegas and just replying to everyone uh, that tweeted that. So that was pretty interesting to me yesterday. Yeah, I mean, so I tweet about whether you're staying home or not. Somehow I end up getting like, hey, uh, come to Vegas and, well, you can hire... These fine ladies. Yep. Just three of them right in the photo. Um, not a lot, not a lot uh, to have to imagine from the photo posted. So, you know, maybe just not. We're a sports station here. We're just trying to cover sports. Like, we don't need all of that in our mentions. But, you know, I respect the business model. You do what you got to do to get business. I guess so. They reached out. I wonder if they followed me. Now, that would be, hopefully. I mean, you can't just slide in someone's replies like that without following, in my opinion. Meanwhile, there's a Bolt City party, brigade party in Vegas that Stuart Weber's at, and uh, we have body paint pictures coming out of the Vegas party. Follow Stuart Weber for more. That's a good tease right there. Uh, that should get his follows up for at least a couple of hours. I'll go give him a follow. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, one more thing about strippers. Um, oh, good. <laughs> I last week you don't know where I'm going with this right now it's fantastic I'm terrified to be honest with you and neither does like my wife if she's listening or anybody else oh good so last week doing TV and the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp are hosting the Gwinnett Stripers okay and it definitely is one of those times where you oh, double yeah. and triple check the graphic that you make <laughs> oh, to make true. sure you don't add another P 
Yeah, true. Because you'd end up all over the place. Me talking about the jumbo shrimp, as it says, strippers versus the jumbo shrimp. Be a heck of a matchup, though. You know what I'm saying? So, People would go to that. First time in a few years we've got stripper talk on the ESPN 690. But I meant stripers. You do what you have to do, Brent. Everyone makes mistakes. You know, Hannah Montana told us everybody has those days. We'll be back. Football at 5. I'm going to go do a live shot on CBS 47, Fox 30. I better hurry up. Sal Palantonio conversation coming up next on ESPN 690.